slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Rough night for the New York Islanders on Thursday. They blow a 3 to nothing lead after one period, give up five goals in the second period, six unanswered goals altogether. They fall 6-3, to three. third loss in a row for the Islanders. We will break it all down. There was some good in this game, but boy, are there a lot of things that this team needs to address when Barry Trotz gets a chance to speak to his team. We'll have a recap of the game and an analysis of what went wrong. Plus, we will have our full preview of this upcoming two-game set in Philadelphia against the Flyers this weekend, and the Islanders really need to get back on track and back on track in a hurry. If there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, you have a question, a comment you'd like to make, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're more than happy to mention you on the air when we break down whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, that game last night was absolutely brutal from a New York Islanders perspective. But let's start with the good stuff. And there was some good stuff in this game. First of all, uh, as I had hoped, Oliver Wallstrom put uh, in the lineup, playing his first game of the season. And he comes through with his first career NHL goal. It was a nice little goal. It ended up deflecting in off of an opponent, I'm sure, when he talks about it 20, 30 years from now with his kids and his grandkids. It'll be an end-to-end rush where he, you know, faked out three players and made the goalie look silly. But all joking aside, uh, good uh, start for Wallstrom. He gets his first career NHL goal, and you have to be thinking that that's a positive because it's something the Islanders desperately need from Wallstrom, and you make Wallstrom into uh, a more productive, you know, player on that third line. You need more offense from the third line. Kiefer Bellows uh, in this game, also on that same line, and to me, you know, Bellows had three shots on goal. 
He made some nice moves. I think that that should be the third line going forward. A little surprised uh, that it was Leo Komarov who moved into the second line spot where Anthony Bavillier usually is. I didn't expect that to be the move. Uh, and as far as Uncle Leo was concerned, uh, he had the one shot on goal, but wasn't very much of a factor over the course of this game. But, you know, when you looked at the first period, you could check off all the boxes. You put Oliver Wallstrom in the game, he gets his first NHL goal. You get a power play goal by uh, Anders Lee. And that one was great. Uh, Lee, in that area where you just get those tips and rebounds, and uh, Dobson and Barzal both made good plays to set it up, and Lee gets the rebound, pokes it home. That was the goal that made it 3-0. So you get a power play goal when your power play is struggling. You get a goal from the third line and from your former first-round pick, rookie, who you put in the lineup. Check that off the box. The other goal scored by the fourth line. Casey Sezikis gets off the schneid, gets his first goal of the year. And, you know, you're checking off all these boxes and... Varley had a good period, made eight saves, everything looked like it was going just fine, and the momentum seemed to be there, and all of that made you feel great. I mean, Dobson continued to play well, uh, again, did a good job on the power play, setting up that goal. You had just a feeling that this game belonged to the New York Islanders, and then Midway through the second period, it all fell apart. You give up three goals in two minutes and four seconds, and four goals really in five minutes and nine seconds, and really the bottom just falls out, and look, I'm going to say this. I do not blame Simeon Varlamov for this loss. He did not play well. You look at the numbers, and certainly they are not where you want them to be. Uh, and the numbers don't always tell the whole story. But, you know, giving up five goals when you only face 22 shots, that's a 773 save percentage. That is quite simply not going to get the job done. But at the end of the day, to me, the important thing is out of those five goals, at least two of them were goals that he wants to have back. The first goal in the second period by Connor Sheary, he just took a poor angle on it. And after the second goal by Sheary, which came, what, about a minute, 13 seconds later, all of a sudden the confidence level seemed to drop. And, you know, can't do a lot about some of these goals, uh, the Zidane Chara goal was just, you know, not a lot you could do. The Carlson goal on the power play. But, again, just some bad angles that Varley took. And I think by the end of the second period, his confidence was affected. And uh, Trot sends him back out for the third period, lets him finish the game, maybe trying to send his team a message, hey, this isn't Varley's fault, but... At the end of the day, Simeon Varlamov not able to get the job done. Now, Corey Schneider was the backup. 
Uh, Ilya Sorokin was placed on the practice squad. Schneider was dressed as the backup. They don't go with him. But at the end of the day, boy, that second period. Oh, oh, it hurt. It hurt. We'll talk more about what went wrong for the Islanders in that second period. Some of the breakdowns and, and some of the things they need to fix. Because, boy, uh, by the end of the period, it was ugly. So we'll talk about that. We'll start to look ahead to the two games this weekend in Philadelphia. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come. Stay with us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, take your hard-earned knowledge of the Islanders and the NHL, and you can make some money off it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action This is a great time to bet on the NHL, or maybe you prefer to bet on the Super Bowl. That's coming up in just about a week, and uh, it's one of the biggest betting opportunities of the year, and basically there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up for your free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. They'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit $100, they'll add $50 to your account absolutely free. And look, there are so many things you could bet on. You could pick the Islanders to win Saturday and Sunday in Philadelphia, or you could predict how many goals a particular player is going to score on the season. Or in the Super Bowl, you could pick who's going to score the first touchdown, who's going to win the coin flip, or of course, Who's going to win the football game? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, we're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, so that second period collapse, boy, I I tell you, Barry Trotz could not stop the bleeding. He called the timeout after the third goal, which was after the fourth goal, excuse me, which was wise, but ended up being too little and too late. And, you know, again, that power play goal by John Carlson, that one was tough to swallow because Pelic had a chance to clear the puck. He fans on it. And then Varlamov should have really had, you know, gotten the glove on it, couldn't do it. At the end of the day, just a... a a poor performance, and the thing that bothered me the most was not so much that the Islanders blew the lead. Yeah, that that is disappointing, that is upsetting, but you know, that happens. I think it's the way this team seemingly gave up. Uh, the, the, the spirit, the fighting spirit really wasn't there, and you heard Barry Trotz after the loss on Tuesday, talk about this, we need a playoff mentality. I don't see the playoff mentality. This was the opposite of a playoff mentality. And it really kind of made 
uh, left a really bad taste in my mouth because it's one thing to play poorly, but it's another thing to not fight back. And this team just seemed completely unable to fight back. And, you know, there's a one incident in the third period to me uh, that really personified that or illustrated it really, really well. The puck is in the crease. It's loose. Casey Sezikis, uh, the whistle hadn't blown. Sezikis goes in and tries to get the puck out of the pads of the Washington goaltender. And, you know, he gives Vanacek a little hit with the stick. The puck was clearly loose. And three Capitals go right after Sezikis. And I understand that. You want to protect your goalie. That's part of hockey. But the other part of hockey, the flip side is that the Islanders should go in there and defend Sezikis when he's getting attacked by three different Capitals players. Well, they did eventually, but they were slow to react, they were late, and they weren't all that enthusiastic. And that in and of itself was frustrating to see because the spirit, the hunger, the desire to defend your teammates, to try to get back into this game, it just didn't seem to be there. And the other thing is this, you go into a four-game series against a short, excuse me, a two-game series against a shorthanded Washington Capitals team that was missing five key players in both games. And you come away with no points. And I'm talking about their starting goalie in Samsonov. I'm talking about Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, we're talking about Kuznetsov. We're talking about key players in this lineup that really do a good job. Now, they were without Tom Wilson in the first game of this two-game set. They were without Lars Eller last night in the Thursday game. And to come out of that two-game set with no points in a divisional game, they're all division games this year, uh, in the first game, you give up a bad, sloppy goal in the final 30 seconds and come away with no points. In the second game, you get out to a very nice 3 nothing lead, give up five goals in the second period, six unanswered goals altogether, and you come away again with no points. That is just not acceptable. And... Yeah, the the top line certainly had their moments, but for too long in this game, other than a few shifts in the first period, the top line, again, was the biggest offensive line. Second and third period, the top line was the only line really getting quality chances, and they couldn't even cash those in. And uh, again, it just wasn't good. And this is one of those rare games, and I think it speaks volumes. The Islanders usually, uh, when it comes to block shots, they usually block more shots than their opponent. In this game, 18 block shots for the Capitals, only 13 for the Islanders. And that's not going to cut it. At the end of the day, block shots is one of those things that just tells you how badly you're willing to sacrifice. How badly do you want it? And the Islanders didn't seem to want it all that much today. 
As for block shots, Brock Nelson had three. Adam Pellick had three. But as a team, the Islanders just did not have enough. And they weren't as physical as they usually were either. Do you know who led the Islanders in hits in this game? I'll give you a second. Who led the Islanders in hits in this game? Jordan Eberle, your first-line winger, led the team with three hits. Good for him, but that's not how it's supposed to be. And then in the third period, yeah, game is all but over. There's, what, two minutes left roughly in the game. Matthew Barzal, while the Islanders are on a power play, there's a penalty called against the Islanders. Barzy loses it. Get, takes a 10-minute misconduct penalty. Yeah, you're frustrated. But at that point, it's still just a two-goal game. And you had a power play. It's gone. You need Barzal, your best offensive player, your biggest scoring threat, out on the ice for as much of the last two minutes that you can. And for him to take that 10-minute misconduct penalty, not smart. Letting your emotions get the best of you and hurting the team, in essence. That is not a mature move by Matthew Barzal. And overall, just not, not a good one. You look through this box score and Brock Nelson, no shots on goal. Jean-Gabriel Pajot, no shots on goal. I mean, Cal Clutterbuck, no shots on goal. Matt Martin, no shots on goal. Yeah, okay, that can happen. But you can't have a situation where your second and third line center combine for no shots on goal. And who led the Islanders in shots on goal in this game? Noah Dobson with five. He continues to become a bigger and bigger part of the offense. But overall, this kind of performance from the New York Islanders, not acceptable and they have to bounce back in a big way in a big weekend series against the Flyers coming up. We will preview that series, plus we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you've heard me talk about it, and it's true. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, some with nuts, some nut-free all 18 flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. So many other protein bars, the consistency isn't good. They taste bad. Not a problem with a built bar. And listen to these flavors caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, German chocolate, mint brownie, double chocolate, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie. You can't go wrong with any of them. And all flavors are low calorie. Low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, which makes them great for the keto diet. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So that's the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Islanders fans, get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get 
podcasts. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day, and this is sort of a a special one. We're going to go back and wish a very happy 69th birthday to the very first player ever drafted by the New York Islanders. I'm talking about right wing Billy Harris, first overall pick in the 1972 NHL draft after a great career with the Toronto Marlies. And Harris in the beginning, in the Islanders' first few years, was a standout. 28 goals in the Islanders' first season when the team struggled to do anything right. Had his best season with the Isles in 75-76 when he scored 32 goals and 70 points in that campaign. But the Islanders traded him uh, at the trade deadline as part of the trade that brought Butch Goring, the final piece of the puzzle, to the Islanders in 1980, so he did not get to stick around for the four Stanley Cup rings, even though he was a part of that 79-80 team for most of the season. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander, October 20th, 1979, at the Nassau Coliseum. The Hartford Whalers in town with John Garrett in goal against Glenn Chico Resch for the Islanders. And Billy Harris in this game, he picked up a natural hat trick, scoring the first three goals in the game. First one came at 438. Mike Kazicki and Jean Potvin with the helpers. In this late in the period, the Islanders go on the power play as Gordy Roberts is sent off for holding. And Harris gets his third of the season, second of the game. Bob Lorimer and John Tanelli assisting on the power play goal. And then a minute 26 into the Second period, Harris completes the natural hat trick, his fourth from Stefan Pearson and Dave Longevin. The Islanders later get goals from Anders Kaller, Steve Tambellini, and Mike Bossy. Ray Allison gets the lone goal for Hartford. Final score in this one, Islanders 6 and the Whalers 1 for Chico Resch. 23 saves to earn the victory, a hat trick for Billy Harris his final as a New York Islander, and uh, got that on four shots on goal, which tied him for the team lead. But Billy Harris, uh, a big part of the Islanders in success in their formative years, their first ever draft pick, and we wish him a very happy and healthy 69th birthday. All right, the Islanders head to Philadelphia for two vital games, Saturday and Sunday, against the Flyers. No question, the Islanders have to stop the bleeding here. You lose three in a row, two games against Washington that you really should have at least gotten one, if not two or three points out of, could have had all four points, really. Uh, So it's time to bounce back. You look at the Flyers lineup, you still have to be prepared. This is a deep team, and obviously, after last year's playoffs, they're going to want some revenge just like the Capitals did. Nolan Patrick centers that top line with Claude Giroux and and Travis Konecki on his wings. Kevin Hayes is the second-line center with Jakob Boracek and James Van Riemsdyk on his wings. Scott Lawton, a solid third-line pivot with Oscar Lindblom and Joel Farabee on his wings, and Connor Bunneman is the fourth-line center with Michael Roffel and Nicholas Aubé-Kubel on his flanks. You have 
Ivan Provorov and Shane Gustafsbear uh, as the top defensive pairing, Travis Sanheim and Eric Gustafsson. The second pairing, and Nate Prosser and Justin Braun are the third pair. You look at the goalies, Carter Hart is the starter. Brian Elliott, a quality backup. As of right now, uh, the Flyers are without Sean Couturier, Morgan Frost, and Phil, uh, Philip Myers. They have been out with injuries. So you look at the Flyers on paper, and it's not going to be an easy game for the New York Islanders to win. Philadelphia already played eight games. They are off to a 5-2-1 and one start. That puts them in the thick of things in the Eastern Division, and they are an explosive offensive team that the Islanders are going to have to play Islanders hockey, and they they clearly got away from that in the second and third periods of the, this game uh, Thursday night against Washington. They need to get back to basics. You know what? When things are going wrong, you keep it simple, and that's what the Islanders are going to have to do against the Flyers. If they win 2-1, to 1-0, one, one to so be it. Keep it simple. Do what you do best, and that's play sound, positional hockey in all three zones, and find a way to get enough goals and enough goaltending to win the game. Do you come back with Varlamov in this game? Uh, that's a possibility. I would hope that, uh, you know, Varley's only going to play one of these two games. I would think he would be better off taking a game off, coming back on Sunday, and you either go with Schneider or Sorokin on Saturday, but we'll see what Barry Trotz has in mind. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, we will tweet during the games. We'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And remember, let's go Islanders.